0: Well, let's go ahead and welcome the minister tonight, Dr. Egan Falk. Thank you. When I see the video, I want to go to Africa. I really want. I really want to go out to Africa. I know the music is crazy on the video, but it's made by young people. The young people are crazy. and you know what i like it (laughs) and i like it because then the next generation of missionaries and pastors and preachers uh, are the young people yeah we are leaving one day not yet not yet but uh, but one day one day but not yet uh. but uh, we have to train the young generation to take over we have to amen so uh, i think god is i think god is crazy doesn't sound right but uh, I do think God is crazy how could he call me and go call me to Africa I think God is crazy I could never figure out myself go to Africa actually I couldn't figure out to be a preacher God must be cr- crazy uh, salvation is one thing God wants everybody to be saved you know uh, when I grew up I grew up in the church and and um, I, I love my granddad Actually, the church started in my grandparents' house. And um, one day, I I heard my granddad talking to another one. They were talking about me. They didn't know I was nearby. Otherwise, my granddad would never, never uh, talk as he did. But um, he said, no, Egon, no, he will never be a preacher. (laughs) It, It put me down. Really, really, really. So I, 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 I th- and the reason he said so was, I, I was born shy. Any, anyone, anyone here shy? Shy? You know what it is to be shy? No, that's the point. <laughs> They're so shy, that so they never go to raise their hands. I was so shy as a child. And, and, and you know, when we go to school, uh, they, they come and take the pictures of you. And my, my first school pictures was like this. That's the truth. I was so, I was so shy. And, and uh, if the teacher called me to the front and, uh, and uh, to, to, to give the answer of whatever, you know, I mean, it was pitch black. I couldn't. While I was sitting down there, everything worked, but in front of people, I couldn't How How in the world can you be a missionary preaching in front of people and being shy? I think God is crazy. I think God is crazy. I know, I know a guy from Britain. Actually, he lives in the U.S. now. Uh, he was a stutterer. You know a stutterer? <clears throat> Tonight, I want to read from the Bible. I want to read from the chapter 5. <laughs> How can a stutterer be a preacher? God is crazy. But when God called in him and equipped him, he could preach sometimes he still steps up and and then he goes on you see god has a plan for us for each and every one and i found out through my life and through the book the bible that god's plans are good only god had good have good plans the devil don't have any good plans do you ever have problems And you are spirit filled. You pray in tongues. You are Christian. You're going to heaven. And sometimes you have problems. Oh. Then I'm in the right place. (laughs) Because even you are holy and you do everything of your heart. And you serve God. Still you will have problems in life. That's just quite normal. Quite normal. But God don't have any problems. He only have plans. Right. Like plans. His plans for you, He want you to prosper. Uh, I'll try again i know my english is not that good i don't preach so much in english i live in tanzania we have 130 tribes and every tribe had own language so we have a national language which is kiswahili so i preach in kiswahili all the time even in my dreams it's in kiswahili but i will try again god's plans are good and only good only good even if difficult to understand sometimes god's plans is still good plans because god is love And God loves us. And one of his plans is that you should prosper. I'm not good in English tonight. One of the plans of God for your life is to prosper. I know, I know, I know when I use the word prosper, you think about money. But it's not just only money. It means everything in life. As a missionary evangelist preaching the gospel, I mean, listen, listen. In Tanzania, there are not many white people. They're black. So, so let me put it like this. Uh, uh, one of my crusades, a lady came to the platform. She was on the platform. Normally, I don't take people on the platform. Uh, they have to be tested first because there are so many crazy people. And, 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 and when I saw the lady, it, it looked like she was pregnant. She came with her family. She came with her pastor. I didn't know them, nothing. So I thought she was pregnant, but she wasn't pregnant. She had a tumor in her stomach. It started in her liver. She, she has been in the hospital for, for, for a very, very long time. And finally, the doctor sent her home to die at home because they couldn't do anything. Now they wanted me, the white man, in front of the 15,000 people, black people, pray for her. I got scared. Because, white, I'm white, my wife was there, and the rest of the people are black, I can't hide. I can't hide. I mean, I have the black background and I'm even more white. <laughs> and, you know, don't get me wrong, it's easier to pray for somebody with a headache. Right. Right. It's much easier because you can't see inside the head. But that big tumor, everybody was, I mean, were, of course, there are some critical people too. Oh, we will see if the white man can heal this lady, you know. God, paint me black. I'm just honest. Why, why, why shouldn't I be honest? I know I'm a man of faith. I believe in God. And I believe in miracles. But sometimes it's so difficult. And becomes a problem for me. But it's not a problem for God. God had a plan for her. Sent home dying. So I called my wife over And I I said, let us put our hands on her stomach. And I closed my eyes. You see, many times when I close my eyes praying for people, it's because I'm scared of what is going to happen. (laughs) And you can pray prayers, long prayers, when you close your eyes. Because you're afraid of the amen. Because everybody is watching you. So, we started praying. And suddenly, I felt under my hand... The tumor was disappearing. And then I opened my eyes. (laughs) You see, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper in your marriage. He wants you to prosper in your studies. He wants to prosper uh, everything in your life. Whatever you are doing, he wants you to prosper. Amen. Amen. And even when it comes to money, you need money, I need money. But we don't serve God because we need money. I don't know if you recognized on the video there was a very nice red Toyota Land Cruiser. We're traveling all the time on the African roads. And African roads, I know in Louisiana roads are not that nice. (laughs) Boom, (laughs) boom, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. But in Africa, it's boom. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Some roads are not roads. I remember one time we were drawing to another crusade and we were, I asked, actually I asked the police station if this road was open because it was a shortcut. They said, yeah, you go, you go, man, this is nice, go. And the first 30, 40 miles, it was nice, that road. And if we came to a village, there was no more road. Look around, there was no road. So we just tried. We tried. There were even not a track. So I need a good car. I need a good car. I can't ride a horse. The horse would never make it. I need a good car. So a Toyota Land Cruiser in our nation, Tanzania, is a a very good car. So I had one. All my life I had Toyota Land Cruisers. God had blessed me. So the one I had, I actually got from a church in New Orleans. It was 10 years old, and I tried to save up some money. I took care of my car. I said, God, I need another one. I need another one. If you want me to preach the gospel and go around, I need another one. I'm getting older. I'm still fit. But my birth certificate tells me I'm getting older. So God, I need, I need a new one So I tried to save some money, but every time I tried to save some money, the ministry was demanding even more money, so I didn't have any money. So I said, God, okay, if you don't give me another Land Cruiser, I will use the old one, and I will take care of it. Then uh, two years, three years ago, two years, two and a half years ago, three, I can't remember, (laughs) because I'm old. (laughs) We came to New Orleans again to the same church. And before preaching, can you believe it? Normally, you you minister to the church, you minister to the people. They take them an offering. And when you're leaving, you get the check. But even before preaching, they gave me the check. They were so excited. So I had to open the letter, and I saw the check. Oh, my goodness. It was written for a new land cruiser. I didn't ask them. I didn't ask them. Actually, I stopped praying for it. And that's a lot of money. The best Land Cruiser in Tanzania costs 107,000 U.S. dollars without taxes. And taxes is about the same amount, nearly 100%. So I ordered the Land Cruiser. I was so excited. Oh, my goodness. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have a nice ride when you need a ride. So I applied for a tax exemption. And it took three months. I, I hadn't seen the land cruiser yet. And we applied and we applied. And my wife and I when we were ministry people. They, they were play, praying. And my wife said one day, I can't pray anymore. I can't, I, pray, I can't pray anymore. I don't know if you have come to that point any time in your life. You have prayed so much so you can't pray anymore. So actually we stopped praying. And it's amazing. When we stopped praying, we got the tax exemption. God wants you to prosper Hallelujah. in whatever you do in your life. You don't have to be a missionary. You don't have to be a preacher. Just be a Christian, plumber, carpenter, painter, chef, whatever. And if you're a chef, you should prosper make good food for me. <laughs> God's plan for you is to prosper. Amen. In every area of your life, I mean, all of us, I mean, we have just been through a period of COVID. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to offend any people. Um, I don't want to. I don't don't want to offend anyone. So if you're getting upset, it's your problem, not my problem. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't. (laughs) And if you get angry, you have a problem, not me. Because when you're angry, you're not happy. When you're angry, you don't, you don't have peace. When you're angry, you go to bed, you don't sleep good. So, so all of us, all of the world suddenly were hit with COVID-19. And COVID-19 is not from heaven. I'll try again. COVID-19 is not from heaven. It's from hell. No sickness, no disease is from heaven God is not confused. God is not schizophrenic. He sent his son Jesus. And by his stripes we were healed. And he healed the sick. He did the will of the father. So I know, I know, I know. Maybe some of you had COVID. I don't know. I don't know. But nothing, nothing is wrong with you even if you have COVID. So let me put it like this one. Even if you had COVID... Nothing is wrong with your faith. I, I know ministers who died of COVID, And we can have many questions mark, question mark. But in our nation, Tanzania, when we were hit with COVID, our president he is not alive anymore uh, 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 he, he, uh, he, he, he was a Catholic, and he was more like a dictator. He made a lot of enemies, and actually he made it very difficult for us to get our work permits. So we have been praying a lot for him. Uh, And then one day he talked to the nation and he said, the rich countries of the world, they don't know what to do about COVID. They have the hospitals, the medication, they have the money. We don't have anything. The only thing we can do is believe in God. So he announced prayer and fasting for the whole nation for three days. Three days. The Muslims did pray and fast. The heathens, they prayed and fast. The Christians, they prayed and fast even more than three days. And I know if you go to the internet, you will see Tanzania is red, telling you there's a lot of COVID, but that's fake news. No church has been closed down. Not a single day. Not a single day. We have not been denied to do any crusades during the COVID period. Life is just going on like as normal. I see it. God wants a nation to prosper. Even when it's impossible. And, and some people from Europe. Not from America. But from you. Not you. But from Europe. Even Christians. They don't believe it. No God can't protect us from COVID. God can't heal us from COVID. So okay. You have it. I'm not going to have it. You have it. Why can't we believe God to protect us and to be different in the world because He is on our, our side? COVID-19 is not a problem for God. No it's not. It's not. Don't get angry at me. don't I, I know it. it has been very difficult, but we have four, di- four medical doctors in our church, and I asked them. Uh, all the time. What about COVID? Do you have COVID patients in, in your hospital? So you look at me. What are you talking about? I do crusades. I go over. I ask the pastors. What about COVID in your area? You look at me. What are you talking about? I know some people are sick of COVID in Tanzania. I know that. I understand that. But I, st- I also know and understand God wants us to prosper. Amen. God wants us to prosper. In every area of life. In every area of ministry. God wants us to prosper. Amen? Amen. God has plans for you. He wants you to prosper. He gives you hope. If you don't have hope and challenges and problems are coming to you, you will go wonder. You'll go down. But because we have hope. 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 In Africa, we are not Africans. We we might act like Africans, but we are still white. And I remember when he came to Africa, 47 years ago, one of the pastors talked to me and he said, if you live long enough in Africa, you will become black. (laughs) I looked at him, I said, sorry, I'm born white. That's why I'm white. And, And even if I wanted to be black, it's not going to happen. He got so upset and angry. And he said, if I can go to Europe and stay long enough in Europe, I'll be white like the Europeans. I said, "Mm, I don't believe it. I remember him sometimes about it. He said, shut up. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. (laughs) Don't talk about it. But he really believed. If I stayed long enough, I would be black. But I'm still white. What I'm trying to tell you, don't envy The other people. God had good plans for you. I might be white. You might be black. You might be yellow whatever. You might be born in a rich family or poor family or or in a small village in a hopeless situation. It doesn't matter. God had good plans for you. God wants to give hope to you, to your life, wherever you are at any time amen amen Uh, too often people are saying yeah it can't happen to me because i'm born in the wrong family when i was a teenager because we have teenagers tonight i was born in the wrong family and i believe sometimes you think so too you're born in the wrong family never happened never you must be an angel so <laughs> Many years ago now I'm the firstborn in our family. Uh, our, our par- my parents had a family gathering and a feast and, and so as the firstborn, I have to make speech to my dad and my mom, you know so I, I told my dad and um, everybody was listening to me. I said, "Dad, when I was teenager, people told me I'm looking like I'm just like you." And I didn't like it. I didn't want to look like you." He looked at me, "What do you mean, son?" But then I said, "Dad, Dad listen', Dad." now when i am grown up i'm a man myself and people still are telling me i'm just like you i'm so happy because it means you are my dad you didn't mess around you see god is not messing around if you call upon his name you will be saved Hallelujah. and when you are saved you have a new creation The old has passed. Everything has become new. Because you are a child of God. Get rid of the past. Get rid of the tale. Get rid of all excuses. It can't happen to me. God can't do it to me. I'm born in a wrong family. I'm born in the wrong city. No, 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 no. God wants to give you hope. And when you have a hope, you have something to live for. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then, you can read about it in Jeremiah 29. He says, he wants to give you a future. A future. A future. Just to be honest, my wife can tell you the truth. I'm, my, my wife, you know, she's very beautiful. She's very humble. She's very nice. She takes care of me, and she works very hard in our office. Uh, <clears throat> she don't want to preach, or, but every message tells me ahead of time I have to preach, so that's, that's not really the truth. But she's a very big part of my ministry, our ministry, and she's very strong. Don't mess with her. I'm I'm the more impulsive type of minister. I like people. I like to preach to people. I mean, I can prepare myself. And when I get the mic, I forget what I prepared and I preach another sermon. <laughs> it depends on the people who are in front of me. How do you react? It's just drawing it out of me. So that, I'm that type of, uh, of people. But at the same time, uh, when, when things are being, uh, becoming really, really, really hard and difficult, uh, I'm on the other side, the deeper side. <clears throat> Why should I continue? Why did God call me to Africa? I'm not an African. I love the Africans and love Africa, but now it's so difficult. God, we have, we have done our the best we can do. Why don't you answer our prayers? Why are we squeezed sometimes in the corner? Why don't people love us? Why sometimes we want to kill us? I have several people who want to kill me. I can't understand that. I'm a good guy. Why? Why? Yeah, why you know the why. Then I go home to my wife and cry and say, it's more than enough. I want to leave. Let us pack uh, the suitcase and leave. Boom, boom. In my mind, I pack pack everything down, you know. But the next day, my wife, can you believe it? She's unpacking. (laughs) Because she knows that God is giving us a future. Even now. It's difficult even now it's so hard you don't know what to do and you're so confused and you are so worn out and you are so tired still God has a future for you amen amen Amen. Amen. God don't make bad days for you no never 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 God makes each day fit perfectly into his plans for you. Every day. Every day. Each and every day. That You can live by two ways. You can walk through your day by faith or by seeing. By faith or by seeing. You see... When, when I, was, I was young, I recognized God's call in my life. I didn't understand it. But something, there was something in my life. And actually, I saw the African continent. I saw the African people. And I went into my room and I locked my door and I closed my eyes. And I saw the multitudes of Africans in my crusades. And I started preaching. I closed my eyes because there was Nobody. Only me. And I could hear myself preaching and praying for the Africans. Casting out the demons. And suddenly the door was open it was mom. She said, what are you doing, son? Oh, oh, I'm doing nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> so, you can walk by sight or by faith. If you, if you only walk by sight, you will be disappointed. You will see all the problems and all the difficulties and the impossibles. And you will see people you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You will see all the bills. And you see, uh, how can I pay my bills? How can I solve that problem, By faith, we have to learn to walk by faith. By faith. Believing God. Believing his word. I'm a fisherman's son, professional fisherman's son. I know the ocean. I was born next to the ocean. I heard about Jesus walking on water when I went to Sunday school. One day I said, if Jesus could walk on the water, I would walk on the water. Stupid and dumb. So I went down. It wasn't a sandy beach; it was rock. So you, I jumped into the water. I wanted to walk on the water. I just wanted to do as Jesus he did, and I figured out I was drowning. But I thank God I learned to swim before; otherwise, I would be in heaven today. So I was confused. How could Peter walk on water? Do you know why? Because, because Jesus said, Come. Amen. Come. He never called me to walk on the water, on the ocean. But He called me and calling you to live your life as His disciples. Amen. By faith. Doing the impossible. Because the impossible are God's plans for you. That's good. That's good. Amen. 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 Amen? Amen? So. <laughs> I heard about a uh, um, you know uh, statistic. Christians go to church and they listen to a sermon, and when they come home, some people ask them, "Was a the good sermon? Did your pastor preach good?" "Oh yeah, yeah, it was good." "What did he preach about?" Mm. <laughs> mm. "They can't remember even the same day." But it was good. They know it was good. It was a good feeling. It was hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But they can't remember. So I might praise good tonight, but tomorrow you can't remember it. So they figured out if the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, whatever, was mixing his sermon with stories. They remember the stories. Not fake stories, but real stories. Jesus did the same. So very often when I'm preaching, I I give testimonies, stories. And people remember the stories. Like this lady who was not pregnant. She she had a tumor. I guarantee you you will remember tomorrow. God had a good plan for her to be healed and to be saved. God had a plan. So um, I will give you some stories. Daniel, that's the name of a guy in Tanzania. He lives in a village called uh, Kondoa. It's a Muslim village. We came and did a crusade. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything about Daniel, but Daniel was blind his brother guided him, helped him with everything in life because he was blind. And as he prayed for the sick people, Daniel was healed. Healed. So, walking home together with his brother, they lived outside the village. They were arguing because his brother wouldn't believe it. He said, A blind person like you, my brother Daniel, can never be healed. So they were arguing all the way home. And when they came home, they lived, they lived in the African hut. And, and, and yeah, I have just have to explain how it is there's an outhouse and the African outhouse is a small house made of grass made of, of mud and it's very dark inside it's very small, there's no windows and there's a little tiny hole and uh, D- Danny's brother had to help him every time he went to the outhouse because he messed it up you have to hit the hole And there's no running water. So, Daniel's brother, he was very tired of, of all the mess. So, he helped him. You, I mean, now you have to the, the, the whole, you, you move a little bit to the left, and now you, are, now you can do it. <laughs> so, now he came home, and Daniel said, Okay, you don't believe I, I, I'm healed and I can see. Let us go to the outhouse. So he went into that little outhouse, pitch dark, that little hole in the middle of the outhouse. And Daniel, he just went over and unzipped and said, Brother, look! And he hit the hole. No mess. From that moment, his brother believed Daniel was healed. This is several years ago, Daniel is still seeing. Amen. I guarantee you, you will remember that story. <laughs> if you don't remember the details, you will remember the outhouse. <laughs> God has only good plans. Right. You can walk through the valley of death, but you are walking through. That's right. You don't stay there. That's right. <laughs> God has good plans. So, um, what about another story? There was a lady in a city called Bokoba, not far from the border to Uganda. I didn't know anything about her, but I recognized when she was coming to the crusade, I recognized her because she was so skinny. She was only bones. So I knew something terrible was wrong. Actually, she was dying of AIDS. She was a Christian woman, a good Christian, real Christian, very faithful. And because she was a Christian, faithful woman, three men raped her just because she was a Christian, not because of anything else. Only because she was a Christian, they raped her. After a while, she got sick, went to the hospital. She had HIV. HIV. Unfair. Unfair. God, this is unfair. She was not looking for the men to be unfaithful to her husband. She was faithful to God and faithful to the church. Unfair. Sometimes, some things happen to us Christians. And it seems unfair. Absolutely unfair. But never forget... God's plans are still good. He still wants you to prosper. He still wants to give you hope. He still wants to give you a future. Now she has been in and out of the hospital for many, many, many years. And the doctors finally said, you have only some few weeks left and you will die. She was crying. Crying. I can't forget it. Crying because it was so unfair. We prayed for one day, the next day, the third day. Now it was Saturday, we're praying. I don't, I don't want to manipulate with people. Especially the sick people you shouldn't manipulate with. Not at all. But you have to speak faith. You have to act by faith. You have to encourage them by faith. And you have to pray by faith. So we prayed. And as, as we were praying for her, I, I felt the spirit telling me to tell her. This was Saturday. I said, Monday morning, go back to the hospital. Bring your pastor with you. Ask the doctors for a new test. Because I've, I believe you are healed. Amen. It's dangerous to, to pronounce it like this. If it's not happening. So Monday morning, we, we had a 2 days drive home. So we left very early the city here. And as I was driving, it was afternoon, my mom the phone rang and it was her pastor. And he was happy, shouting, 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 shouting. He said, listen, listen, listen. Since early morning, I've been with this lady in the hospital. They have taken so many tests and he didn't believe it. Finally to the last test, and he said, We don't understand, but she is completely healed. Yeah. You don't have to understand it. You just have to believe it right. and receive it. Right. And she was completely healed. In another crusade in the southern part of Tanzania, a young guy, same story, dying of AIDS. Uh, we prayed for him and I, I told him, please go back to the hospital. Let them test and The next day she came back to the crusade with a document from the doctors. Healed. Wow. Healed. <laughs> healed. <laughs> healed. I know, I know that, I know that, I know that God's plans are good. You might go through some stuff, but God's plans are still good. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. So, do you want another story? I had a crusade. Everything is about crusades. (laughs) There was a group of old people. Not elderly, old. Everyone had a, had, had a walking stick. And they came in a group uh, limping to the crusade every day. <laughs> 10, 15 of them. And every time when I came, uh, an altar call for prayer, they came to the front, uh, to my stage. They were to my left, uh, that group was there. Everyone with a, uh, with a stick uh, limping, looking at me, praying for us. Pray for us. So I prayed for them, of course I did, but one day I got so tired of praying for those old people. <laughs> and, and and there's an understanding old people can't get healed. Old people have to be sick and die. How can you die if you're not uh, sick? That's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible my dad he he died in January this year he was 96 years old he wasn't sick he was just old just old just old you don't have to be sick in order to go to heaven that's a terrible travel to heaven be sick first I'm not planning on getting sick no not at all I have been sick Oh yeah, I have had malaria many times and I don't like to be sick. I have food poisoning I hate. <laughs> so this is understanding older old people can get healed. And somehow I don't know if they had that belief, because he never grabbed it. He was just, hey, pray for us. Pray for us. They were leaning over the walking say, pray for us. So I think it was the third day. I got so tired of it. So I, I commanded them up to the platform, And everybody was coming up the steps. How they couldn't walk. Come over here. Come over here. Then I said, I've been praying for you two or three days now. Now I want your walking stick. My walking stick? No, 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 no. I can't walk. I said, you're on my stage. I want, I want your crutches. I want your walking stick. Give it to me. Do you want to give it? So I grabbed it. I took it. My arm was full of walking sticks. And looked at me. How can we go home? I said, "No, we pray once more. Final. This is the final prayer, and you receive your healing in the name of Jesus." Eh? So I prayed once more. I decided this is the last time I'm praying for those old people. They couldn't smile. They couldn't do anything. Eh? <laughs> So I prayed the last time. And, they were, and I said, amen. I looked at him and said, you are healed. Huh? Are we healed? I said, you are healed. Receive the healing. Walk. I can't. I said, walk. We can't walk. Walk. So I pushed them. Walking, 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 walking. And then they started to walk. They were not limping anymore. And you should see them when you are leaving. Walking home. They are walking like young people. I know it. I saw it. I smelt it. I felt it. Even when you get old, I mean really old, and the world wants to put you over in a corner and be quiet, God has still good plans for you. You will never forget it. You will never forget it. I'm not telling stories. This is just testimonies. God had plans. He don't have problems. We might have problems, but God never have any problems. He has only good plans for all of us. Any natural. You see, this is, this is a little bit difficult. I, now I forgot what time I, I started. I'm in Africa, you know, in, my, in our church, our church at home, uh, we start Sunday morning 9.30 and we finish 12.30, three hours. Then we come to Europe, they allow you to preach 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I need a miracle. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know i know the western world we are busy and, and so on don't get me wrong but if we don't have time for god why should god have time for us i'm not preaching long because i have to preach long but i'm i'm i'm, I'm brainwashed That's right. by the african culture i remember in the beginning i was invited sunday morning to preach in a church it was before we started our church it was an assembly to go church in arusha where we live I preach, I preach, good, but a short, menace, me, me, a short message. Short uh, message, with the European mindset. So I sat down, and then the choir said, "Choir, choir, choir." Pastor said, "Choir, sing, sing, sing." And then he left. I wonder what is going on? Did I do something wrong? After a while, he came back. Come back with another guy, another preacher. So he was preaching, and after the service, I asked the pastor, "Did I do something wrong?" A second preacher? He said, no, no, it was wonderful. It was just too short. (laughs) So I had to find another preacher. You don't have a problem here. here. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) This Pastor Frank, if he can remember it, now he is getting older, so maybe he can't remember it, don't tell him. (laughs) But I think he can remember it. He came. We did a crusade in the biggest city of Tanzania, Dar es Salaam. And uh, it was a big, big, big crusade. And of course I didn't know. But a guy came to the stage, wanted to give a testimony. He said, before you came... I came here and he came from the southern part of Tanzania. He was a Muslim and a witch doctor. And he said, right here where you are preaching, I did my stuff for a long time. And then I got sick and I said, I'm hospitalized in the biggest hospital in Tanzania. But today, and I never figured out who the, those people were. I never, they said some people came to the hospital into my bed. He said, I couldn't walk. I couldn't leave the bed. I was so sick. So they took me, carried me several miles. And I was laying over there in the grass when you were preaching. And when you told people to come to the front for prayers, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't. But as you were praying, I prayed together with you. And suddenly, something happened to me. Muslim, witch doctor, he got healed. He got healed before he got saved. That's amazing. Because sometimes we put up, God is a God of order, but sometimes you have to get saved first and then we can pray for you. (laughs) God healed him first. And I think it was God's plan. Otherwise, he would never be saved because he saw the miracle power in his body. So he gave his life to Jesus. And then he said, by the way, my wife, she's here too. And she became a Christian when I was healed today. So I asked his wife to come to the platform. And when she came to the platform, I mean, he, he was looked like he had marriage problems. He didn't look happy. So I said, "I mean, this is in front of 30,000 people. And I asked him, what is wrong? He said... Yeah, yeah, what is wrong? I told you this is my wife and somehow this is my wife. We have been living together for many, many years but we never got married. Oh. I was thinking about Europe. Christian who got, just live together. Why get married? Maybe he's not good enough down the road. or Maybe she's not good enough. It's so difficult then. So we're Christians. Now he's a Muslim, witch doctor, just got healed. And suddenly he recognized it is not right. So he looked looked at me and asked the question Can you marry us? (laughs) I was taken by surprise. I was taken by surprise. Of course we can marry you, but you know what? Even in Africa, you have a procedure you have to follow and so on. I said, No, 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 I can't wait. You have to marry us right now. I felt a little bit uncomfortable, but I took the chance. I looked at the pastor sitting behind me and said, pastors, all the legal paperwork you have to do. I will do the legal heavenly work. So I married them in front of 30,000 people And then the pastors came and we blessed them. We prayed for them. And I, I looked at him and said, now you can go. Now you can go. Now you can sleep with your woman. It's okay. <laughs> because in front of God, in front of the people, you are legally married in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right. But he wouldn't leave. Because God had a good plan for him. And he looked at me. No, no. I can't leave. I need to be water baptized. Amen. I said... What? A Muslim. Witch doctor. Still a patient. Not discharged. Healed. Saved. Married to his woman. And I'm not preaching water baptism in my crusades. I don't want to divide people. We teach in our Bible school, in our church, and seminars. Who in the world told him about water baptism? So I looked at him and I said, sorry, we can't do it. He has no water and I don't have a basin or whatever. Um, but, but, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, we have rented a big hall and all the churches came together. We will have a service together and I will make sure that some water, you come and you'll be baptized. So I told my people, bring water. I wasn't thinking about how to bring water in the hall. I mean, there was nothing, you know. So Sunday morning, I, I, I came in the hall. And on the big stage, I saw a big African cooking pot. Big, big, black outside, because in Africa it's over the open fire, you know. They used that big cooking pot for red beans and rice with big feast. Big! And I looked at it and I started laughing, because I remembered when the white man first came to Africa, going into a village, he met the witch doctor, and he ended up in the cooking pot. But now it wasn't the white man. Now it was the black man. And it was the witch doctor himself. <laughs> God has only good plans. We couldn't plan it. We couldn't dream about it. Right. We couldn't figure that out. Right. But God did. Right. And so he he jumped in the po- cooking pot. And I needed Pastor Frank Bailey to help me because he needed to go under the water, you know, there's not a lot of space. So a little bit of muscle power helped. Down. Water all over the stage. It was wonderful. He jumped out of the water. He was changed. And the next one was his wife. Under the water. And I got so excited, you know. Sometimes I have notes. Sometimes I don't have notes. Sometimes I have notes. I don't read the notes. So I looked at the people and said, what is to hinder anybody else? Here's water. Woo. People were lining up. The third one was a young man standing in the cooking pot. And I don't know people, so I asked him, are are you saved? He looked at me, saved? No. (laughs) He said, what do you want in the cooking pot? He said, I want to be saved and baptized. So he got saved and baptized. And my people had to bring more water because it was all over Buckets of water, buckets of water. We're baptizing people, baptizing people, baptizing people. And then I was happy. I was in heaven. I felt this is God's plan for his people. Then a pastor. A pastor. Sour pastor. Uh, Not not you. (laughs) Dry pastor. Pick me on my shoulder. He said, you can't do it. This is wrong. I looked in his face and said, what is wrong? People are getting saved and baptized. No, 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 no. You, you, you know, you, know you, you need some other clothes, white clothes, you know, oh, wow. baptism clothes. Oh, because it wasn't planned. They just jumped in the water, whatever was on their bodies. Right. They didn't care about getting wet. Right. Not at all. I, I tell you, I lost it. I lost it for some, some, some minutes. I mean, I really wanted to punch him. A holy punch. Right in the face. I was in heaven. I was so happy. God revealed his good plans for the people. They got saved. They got healed. They got baptized. And that this dry pastor. You can't do it. But I have done it already. You'll never forget it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Thank God the Holy Spirit helped me. Suddenly it dropped an idea in in my heart and in my mind. I said, Pastor, that's okay. But do you see the line of the people? Oh, yeah. Do you believe the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 2? People got saved and baptized the same day. Oh, yeah. How many baptized 3,000 do you believe it can happen in your city Dar es Salaam? oh yeah I believe I said pastor you better leave now and go and buy 3,000 white robes <laughs> he looked at me suddenly he started laughing he said I don't have that kind of money I said I don't need to have that kind of money he said go ahead You see, when I I read this book, the word of God is different to any kind of books. And God is still the same today. Actually, when God wanted to save the world, he sent his son. He didn't send a book. He sent his son. And what he did, he is still doing he never, never sent another book. He never, ever sent another message. Just the same. Just the same. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, we live in a modern world. I know, we, I know. I mean, I've been living in Africa most of my life, and I've, I've seen cultures so, so strange, so strange. One, one of the tribes, when we came, uh, Barabai tribe, they had a strange culture. That the young men they couldn't get married on, until they showed they were men. How do you show you a man? You want to get married, that's normal. No, the rule was you have to kill. But not among their own tribe, but the neighboring tribes. And only with the spear. That's possible. And they had a choice a human being or an elephant or a lion. They kill the lions with a spear, but it's dangerous too. To kill an elephant is nearly impossible with one spear. So they killed many people. Many. And they're, they're stupid and dumb and crazy, as some people think I am. Young, young Dane from a small island got a stupid, dumb idea. Jesus will fix it. The government did everything. They punished them. They educated them, but they couldn't get their culture out of that of their lives those young men didn't want to kill but he want to get married so that's why they killed they were not happy about it but he had to do it so i went out there i got the permission from the government and i found one local pastor nobody wanted to go with me they told me oh it's too dangerous too dangerous so i got one and i got an interpreter because i couldn't speak the language and he was not a Christian. He was not a Christian. But he was my interpreter. We went out in the forest. We got a leader. And we explained for him what he wanted to do. And I had a horn speak on top of my car. And, and, and I got him in my car. He had, this guy had never been in a car. You know how to sit in a car. You know how to open the door. You're born with a car. Never sitting in a car. It was fun. I mean, I was laughing like crazy. He didn't know how to sit down, uh, sit on the seat or whatever. And then I gave him a mic. He never saw a mic before. I told him, you explain to your people as we are driving around. We are going to meet at your meeting place. And when he started to, to, to speak to the mic, and the sound came out of the horn on the top of my car, I was magic. <laughs> so I was driving, he was speaking, and I couldn't understand it. We were driving, 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 driving. Finally, we came to a big tree, and he said, stop, here's the place. So I was waiting, waiting, and suddenly people came out of the bush, come out of the bush, out of the bush, and sitting down in the grass, and uh, um, all the women were topless, nearly naked. Pastor James, how do you preach? As a man. In front of hundreds of topless women. <laughs> <laughs> ah my goodness ah, my goodness it, ah, I confess it wasn't easy skin skirts and it smelled like hell I started to preach I got scared because I couldn't understand my interpreter so I thought I would test him I mentioned the name of Jesus Jesus you can recall whatever language you are use, using so he, he, he mentioned the name of Jesus. I said, that's okay. I, I mean, I was excited. I, I, I asked them if they wanted to be saved. Nobody wanted to be saved. Not a single one. You are just looking at me. Then I said, out here in the forest, they must be sick. I mean, even in the US, in New Orleans, people are sick. There are pharmacies and doctors and uh, hospitals. People are sick. They live good. They eat good, but they're still sick. Out there, nothing. They must be sick. And if you're sick enough, you want prayers. So I, I told them, if Jesus is the healer, if you're pain, if you're sick, I will pray for you and Jesus will heal you. So let me see your hand. Not a single hand. I left. My heart was down there. But after some while, I thought, I have to try again. God has a plan for that tribe. So I went out there, but I never left my car when they saw me, they cast stones at my car. Bing, 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 so I had to leave. Some years went by, and I decided to go another time. And I, I went, and the government had built a school for kids, so I joined a teacher, so I asked the teacher, can I teach your kids about Jesus, he said, go ahead. As I was teaching, the two neighboring tribes decided, enough is enough. So they went in to kill them off, drive them out. People were killed. The huts were burned down, and I had to flee. I gave up. I said, God, I can't understand it. I felt you were calling me to those people. So I gave up. But years later, something happened. They met Jesus. Amen. They met Jesus. Amen. And the culture has changed. Those days, there were signboards all over to the drivers. Don't stop. You can get healed. Killed. Now, today, there's no signboards. There's no killings. There are churches, 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 churches. And you have to understand what kind of people is. People are people. God loves everyone. But a guy showed a video. No, not video. What is it called? Slides. So he put up a a screen and uh, he had a generator and he took different pictures and one night suddenly there was a picture of a lion and instantly there was a spear going through the screen. (laughs) Never saw videos, he never saw films, he never saw slides, he never saw pictures. So the guy thought, this is a lion, this is my chance. I am a man, I'm getting married too. Many times when we passed by, we tried to make friendship before I went in preaching. And I will never forget our, when they recognized there was a mirror, side mirror on my car. They didn't know what it was, so they looked at it. I explained, that's you. Me? So we bought a bunch of mirrors I gave it to them. And all of them disappeared behind the bushes looking at themselves. <laughs> Me! Never seen themselves in a mirror. This is not strange for you because you see yourself every day in a mirror. But for them at that time, no mirrors. Never seen their faces. But they're still people. And God has plans for those people. God has good plans. He wants you to prosper. Mentally. Physically. Spiritually. Financially. God wants you to prosper he don't want you to be a failure he wants you to be victorious that's the will of God that's the will, I I know uh, I know, I I already preached too long but I I know some, some, some people are teaching everything happened to you is from God, it's not bad or good no, no it's not, not everything is from God, it's not It can happen something to us. It's not from God. It can happen. But we are not surrendering to the bad things. We are not surrendering to to the diseases and sicknesses. We are not surrendering to the demon spirits. We are not surrendering to the devil. Even if he can't understand what is going on, we only surrender to God. Only to God. Believing. Believing. Not by sight. But believing, I, you, don't receive any more. Then I'm done. But when people are receiving like you are receiving, uh, I can't stop. Can you imagine Abraham, the father of faith? His wife Sarah couldn't have kids. They were struggling. Even they made a mistake. Sarah, so confused. Because you were believing God and praying to God, but nothing happened. One night she told Abraham, you can sleep with a house girl. At least she can be pregnant and she can give us a child. Sarah, stupid woman. Gave her husband permission to sleep with a young girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stupid Abraham, he did it. And I think he enjoyed it. Abraham, please, please, please forgive me. But sometimes life can be so difficult and you can be so confused, so you do something stupid and dumb you wouldn't ever do. And Ishmael was born. But Ishmael is not the son of promise. That's why we have a conflict even today. Even today. Now Abraham is 99 years old, very close to 100. And Sarah's 90 years old. I mean, number one, she can't, have, she can't give birth to any, any kids. And number two, time is gone. I mean, it's over and out. I mean, if you have ears, you can hear me. It's over and out. <laughs> and no chance. It's, naturally, it doesn't work anymore. But even God can change the naturally. To become supernatural. So God showed up. And visited them. And, and by the way. When God was leaving. He said. I will come back about a year from now. And when I come back. you Sarah will have a son with you. <laughs> Abraham. He was laughing. In, in my Swahili Bible. The word for laughing here. Is kifudi fudi. He was laughing kifudi fudi. And I, I studied that word. What does it mean? It means that. Laughing, you're overwhelmed by laughter. You can't control yourself. Your arms and your legs are going right and left and up and down. And your, 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 your stomach is full of pain because you're laughing so much. And you want to stop. You can't stop. And you're ending up on the floor laughing. All the energy. It's gone in your, in your body, but you are still laughing. You can't control it. And people look at you, they think you're crazy. Yes. You need to go to a mental hospital. Now Abraham, nearly 100 years old, is on the floor laughing, laughing like that. He can't stop. God, this is a wonderful joke, but you know God it's not working down there. And by the way, Sarah, she can't, never could. God said, It's okay. Even Sarah, she was laughing in her tent. Can, can, have you heard a 90 year old lady laughing? <laughs> Me having a baby <laughs> with this old man. <laughs> Any natural condition can be changed by the word of God. So God said, It's okay. Love. And God left, not a long time after, she was pregnant. Right. How did she become pregnant? Some very religious people try to tell me, God did it. Yeah, somehow he did it, but, but um, <laughs> the normal way. Which was abnormal for the age. It became normal. Mmm. I think some elderly people want that miracle to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Don't tell me I'm telling stories. This is testimony from the Word of God. Yeah. It really happened. No, 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 no. People tell me, no, no, no. God did no yet yeah, God healed them, but God no no they they did it. And for every miracle you have to do something. That's At right. least believe right. and take right. an action. Right. And God is intervening. Yes, God is even creating, creating a miracle. When it's impossible it becomes possible for God everything is possible everything everything you are facing in your life for God is it's possible it might be impossible for you it might be impossible for the banker it might be the impossible for the doctor and the specialist but God is still God and for him everything is possible now the 90 years old lady she was pregnant I gave birth to the child right. of the promise. God is always keeping his promises. Yeah, he, he might be late sometimes, but it's never too late. Right. When he shows up, it will happen. It will happen because God's plans. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I tell you, as a preacher, preaching and people are laughing, and you as a preacher laughing too, that's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and I, 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 want, I, want, I want to close but it's so difficult to, difficult to close it. but I <laughs> 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 uh, uh, rejoice in the Lord it's in the Bible the Bible said, everyday rejoice in the Lord how can you rejoice I'm rejoicing in the Lord Um, My heart is so joyful. I'm not trying to create an atmosphere. But I have. I have. The word feeling is is not the right word. But I have some kind of feeling. God is going to create a miracle. Create a miracle. Create a miracle. It was dark and God said, I want light. He created the light. There was nothing. God spoke and it became. He created. Mm -hmm. He can create a new heart. A physical heart. He can create a new lung, a new liver, whatever organ he can create. He can create a new arm, a new leg, because he is the creator of everything. And and I have a, a strong feeling that God is going to create something. Something. I don't know what it is but it's going to create something. And what is going to create will shock you, yes. surprise you, your family, your neighbors, yes. your friends. Yes. Because everybody is telling you it's impossible, impossible, impossible. But God is saying, it's not impossible. He called out Lazarus from the tomb. He was dead, 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 dead. But he became alive. He became alive. He conquered the death himself. And, and by the way, every funeral he attend, attended Jesus, he destroyed it. Just read the Bible. Every funeral Jesus attended, he messed it up. Because a dead body never <laughs> went into the tomb. <laughs> and even he destroyed his own own, own funeral. <laughs> they killed him. No, they didn't kill him. Because you can't kill God. When it was done, it was finished. He gave up his spirit. They thought they killed him, but nobody killed him. Because if you kill one who is God, he's not God. You can't kill God. He gave up his spirit, he died, he put his body in the tomb. They sealed it, it was forbidden to open it. They put guards to guard it, but still Jesus destroyed his funeral. The power from heaven, the earth was shaking, the tomb was open and Jesus walked out. He conquered the death and because he conquered the death, everything is possible for him absolute everything nothing can stop him nothing can hinder him he is the God he is the King of Kings he is the Lord of Lords he is the only one Savior he is the morning star why the morning star it's easy when it's dark to see the star in the morning you can't see stars normally because it's bright but his light is stronger stronger, stronger, stronger oh hallelujah are you ready to receive it? Yes. Please stand to your feet. How do we do it, Pastor <laughs> 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 It tells me I figured out, he's the pastor of the church. He should figure it out. <laughs> if you need a miracle in your life, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If you need a miracle, any kind of miracle, doesn't matter what kind of miracle, just a miracle. Miracle means it's something you can't do. Something I can't do. Something your parents can't do. Something your banker can't do. Something the doctor can't do. Something nobody can do, but only he can do it. That's a miracle. That's a real miracle.